Let's go ahead and look at our final study for the week from Galatians chapter number 1. Uh, yesterday we got down through verse number 10. So let's pick up in verse number 6 for context. Context. He says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Jesus Christ. And here's our text for today. But I make known to you, the brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to men, for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul is reminding them that the gospel message that he preached to them did not come from men, but from God. In other words, he got it directly from God. As you may remember, after Paul's conversion in Acts chapter number 9, he fills in the gap in Galatians 1, 15 through 18 with what he did next. Because he says in Galatians 1, 15 through 18, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which are apostles before me. But instead I went into Arabia, and I returned again unto Damascus. And then after three more years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him for 15 years. In other words, immediately after Paul's conversion on the Damascus road in Acts chapter number nine, he says, I did not immediately um, confer with flesh and blood. In other words, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't go up to Jerusalem to see any of the eminent apostles. Instead, I, was, I went out into the deserts of Arabia. And it wasn't until three years later that I actually went to Jerusalem to see Peter. Uh, so he is saying here that he spent time with God alone and he received this message from Jesus Christ himself. And it should be the same for you and me as well. Yes, we need to seek the counsel of others at times. There's no doubt about that. However, sometimes we need to just wait on the Lord to see what he would have us to do. Uh, the Bible says in, Acts, in Isaiah 30, verse number 21, in regards to decisions in our lives, he says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right or whenever you turn to the left. Isaiah 30 and verse 21. Simply put, our friends and family do not have all the answers all the time. There are situations in life that only you and God can sort out. I believe that we are far too quick to seek counsel from other people. We are far too quick to, to confer with flesh and blood, as the apostle said who really are not qualified to give us the answers that we need. I remember years, a lady, years ago, a lady came into my office one day and said that she had already watched Oprah and, and Dr. Phil, but they could not help her with a problem. Sadly, the church, the Word of God, was her last resort. God should have been her first resort, not her last resort. I've heard people say, and I know that they... It's just a cliche. They're not saying I have disrespect, but a lot of times 
when they've just done everything that they can do, they say, well, the only thing left that we can do is pray. No, we should be praying from the get-go. You start praying immediately. We immediately run to God with our problems. He is not the last resort. He is the first resort. And then he says in verses 13 through 14, For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure, and I tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Now Paul begins to share with them how zealous he was in the Jews' religion, which is referred to as Judaism. Understand, in the world today, there are three religions, three main religions. All other religions are offshoots of these three religions. They come from the three sons of of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. You have Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. That's it. Everything else is an offshoot of those three. Paul was a member of Judaism. Okay, So he is referring to Judaism. As a matter of fact, he was so zealous, he says, that he persecuted the other Christians more, more so than anyone else his equal. He despised Christianity. He despised those who followed the way, as it is referred to. And that comes from the fact that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. He despised those who followed the way. And it was very true. It is estimated that Paul had a consenting hand in killing at least 10,000 Christians before his conversion to Christ. You could say that he was the creme de la creme of his class. He hated Christianity. To that end, he also stated in Philippians 3, 5 through 6, that he was circumcised the eighth uh, on, he was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. As touching the law, he was a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, he persecuted the church, touching the righteous which is in the law, blameless. We also know from Acts chapter number 7, verse number 54 and 8 through 3. Let's look over there. Acts chapter number 7. And look down in uh, verse number 54, down near the end of the chapter. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Now this is the killing of Stephen, one of the first deacons in the church. And when they heard Stephen's testimony and talking about Jesus and how they had crucified the Messiah, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. They gnashed at him with their teeth. No, as they grind, they ground their teeth as they looked at him. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed in heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city. They stoned him. And and the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Now bear in mind, this is Saul, the same person as Paul. He was called Saul before his conversion to Christ. And after his conversion, he was also, he was always referred to as Paul. That happened a lot in the scriptures. You remember Abram, uh, after his covenant with God, he was called Abraham. Sarai's wife, after the covenant with God, was called Sarah. Jacob, you know, before uh, his covenant with God, then he became Israel. 
So it happened a lot. In a way, it's kind of like um, it shows a new life. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that when we die in heaven, one of the first things the Lord is going to give us <clears throat> is a new name that only he and we know. It'll be a name that he cries out over the halls of heaven that only we can identify with. And notice it says in verse 59, And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then they knelt down and cried out with a loud voice. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with the sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And then in chapter 8, verse 1, Now Saul, that's Paul, was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea, Samaria, except the apostles. Now, you remember, uh, Paul said after he came to Christ, he didn't immediately go up to Jerusalem. Well, for good reason. He was hated in Jerusalem, for sure. But he was driven out into the deserts of Arabia for three years before he finally went into Jerusalem to consult with Peter. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made a great lamentation over him. And as for Saul, he made a havoc of the church, entering into every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. So that was Paul's life B.C., before Christ. Just like many of us, our lives before Christ was a wreck. We were, the Bible says, at enmity with God. We were enemies of God. But once we came to Christ, we received our new name, we are the friends of God. Listen, I hope that you have a great weekend. Always remember, God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good. Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Building Lives International, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a ministry that's called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God.